My wife and I were here a couple years ago at uh, when you hosted the minister's meeting. I didn't meet near all of you then, and I didn't know then that my son would be teaching school here. So it's good to be with you in, I guess, what you would call regular service this morning. <clears throat> I also like to thank you, the church here, for for your hospitality. Um, we hear things coming back from um, our son. <clears throat> I think you all do a good job of taking care of your school teachers. I, we appreciate that. The cabin to live in, the lunches packed, and all the invites or a few of the things. I'm sure you do a lot more. God bless you for that. <clears throat> I guess you call that Southern hospitality. I think it's maybe more than that. Christian hospitality. <clears throat> you can turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 5. <clears throat> I've taken the title for my message this morning from verse 8. <clears throat> where it says, if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. <clears throat> Title my message, Providing for Our Own. <clears throat> I'd like to start reading at verse 1 to get the context of this verse <clears throat> that we're looking at mainly this morning. 1 Timothy 5, verse 1, Rebuke not an elder, but entreat him as a father, and the younger men as brethren, the elder women as mothers, <clears throat> and the younger as sisters with all purity. Honor widows that are widows indeed. But if any, have, but if any widows have children or nephews, <clears throat> let them learn first to show piety at home and to requite their parents. <clears throat> For that is good and acceptable before God. Now she that is a widow indeed and desolate trusteth in God and continueth in supplication and prayer night and day. But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. And these things give in charge that they be blameless. But if any provide not for his own and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. <clears throat> This verse is verse eight here is placed in the middle of um, direction how to relate to and to care for widows, and that is um, not so much what I plan to speak on this morning, but it is definitely included. <clears throat> I didn't know when I planned to speak on this what your Sunday school lesson was going to be, but. I think it fit well as we think of denying ourselves and um, <clears throat> enabled to be able to honor God. Um, <clears throat> I appreciated that very much. This morning I would like to branch out into several different areas and ways that God wants us to provide for our own. We can't begin to cover everything this morning. <clears throat> 
I'd like to just speak about a few areas. I believe I'm speaking to a group of brothers and sisters that um, <clears throat> as children of God, you have experienced the provision of God in a personal way in your own life. <clears throat> God's desire is that we in turn share the blessings that he has given with us with the people that he has placed in our lives. <clears throat> the message this morning is primarily directed towards us men, but I hope we can all apply it to ourselves as we all have the opportunity to share what God has given to us. <clears throat> Do you pray for your leaders? Do you pray for your f father? that is called to lead in the home, or your husband. <clears throat> we all need that. Do we pray for each other? I need this message. Back, um, back in Wisconsin, <clears throat> in our church there, we're, for our winter Bible study, we're, we're studying the book True Discipleship, and uh, I noticed the, <clears throat> the foreword the author wrote to the extent that these truths are still beyond our own personal experience, we present them as aspirations of our heart. I don't know if that's a good attitude for a minister to have or not, but um, I feel like that's where I am this morning. <clears throat> I need this message, but I don't feel like I <clears throat> am necessarily a great example of it. Just last week at a wedding, uh, the speaker stressed um, to the couple and everyone else that was there that <clears throat> the man is the king of his home. And um, it was a good message, and I'm not um, finding fault with what he said at all, but I got, got me to thinking, is uh, king the right description? for the man in the home. <clears throat> I tend to think of a king as one that gets um, the best of everything or that is served by everyone else. I'm reminded of um, something that I saw a number of years ago, <clears throat> something that I observed in town, a man coming out of a store with um, carrying a, a single big ice cream cone <clears throat> and um, climbing into his buggy with his um, four or five young children and heading for home, eating his ice cream cone while his young children watched. Is that, is that what it means to um, be a king, do, do whatever I want because I can? or? Um, <clears throat> I, was, I appreciated the devotional this morning about Jonah, and I noticed the king in that story that he read, how <clears throat> he um, was willing to throw off his robes, and he s says he sat in ashes, um, wore um, <clears throat> sackcloth and sat in ashes, and, uh, and gave an example to the people that they followed. And I, I just appreciated that. I think this morning we need to get our cue from 
what it means to be a king from our own King Jesus. Matthew 10, verse 43. But as <clears throat> but so shall it not be among you. But whosoever shall be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever of you shall be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. <clears throat> this is for all of us this morning. <clears throat> if you are a Christian, you know, a Christian means a little Christ. If you're a Christian, you're trying to follow Christ. We are to give our lives in service for others. <clears throat> providing for our own means, putting others' needs ahead of our own. <clears throat> Jesus was willing to forgo much, even, um, even his needed rest and <clears throat> to provide for the needs of his own. And of course, he was even willing to lay down his life so that we can have an abundant life this morning. <clears throat> like to look this morning at a few ways that God wants us to provide. God wants us to provide leadership. <clears throat> you know, we live in a world that has a, an extreme void of godly leadership from men. <clears throat> Not just godly leadership, but just leadership, and <clears throat> period. And I believe the void comes at least in part because so many men are spending so much of their time pursuing personal pleasure or, um, or wealth. <clears throat> Women are left to take care of the children and run the household. Now the Word of God is clear that it is God's, God's will for men to lead out in their home. <clears throat> Even the nature of men and women also points to the leadership of men. <clears throat> As a general rule, even ungodly men get a sense of fulfillment out of providing for needs of their families. Women, on the other hand, are fulfilled when they are cared for by the men in their lives. Yet with the reversal of roles that is so common in our world today. <clears throat> you know, if you would ask children on what um, <clears throat> they would probably really not have any idea that it is God's plan for men to be leaders. What is the problem? <clears throat> I believe the main problem is that men are not fulfilling their responsibility to lead. <clears throat> God commands men to provide for the basic needs, <clears throat> which 1 Timothy 6, 8 identifies as food and raiment. Raiment there um, includes shelter and the way it is used in that verse. I believe one of the problems in our day is absentee fathers and husbands. <clears throat> and I don't believe it is just out there. I believe it is even affecting our churches. Men are so busy providing for things other than the basic needs that there is no time 
left to be leaders in the home. <clears throat> a nice big house or a new car can never replace the loving leadership of a father in the home. <clears throat> Men, we need to think about and pray about <clears throat> the time factor that is involved before we get involved in businesses or add to our businesses or whatever we're doing, we need to think about, <clears throat> will this take me away from my home too much? You know, we all need, we need to work, we need to provide, and we'll look at that just a little later. But um, <clears throat> where's the line? And I'm not necessarily here to draw a line each of us has to do that in our own in our own life in our own experience <clears throat> all of our experiences are different there's a verse in Matthew 7 that talks about e that even evil men know how to give good gifts to their children <clears throat> and i if i may paraphrase it a little <clears throat> fathers if your children ask for guidance, will you give him a four-wheeler? If he asks for time, will you give him money? Whether they understand it or not, um, children desire the stability and security of a father leader in the home. <clears throat> Godly leader is one that gives what is best for his children, not always what they want. <clears throat> He leads out of love and not for personal benefit. <clears throat> a godly leader seeks advice before he makes decisions. God gave us, <clears throat> those of us that are married, God blessed us with a wife that stands by our side <clears throat> to give us that, to give us some very good advice times. But we need to be willing to ask and to accept it. Even we can even accept advice from our our children at times. <clears throat> that can be a blessing. Godly leader is willing and humble enough to um, seek advice as from others as well. <clears throat> a godly leader has his emotions in control. There is um, untold damage done in, to a home when a man. <clears throat> reacts in in anger and and does it does a lot of tremendous amount of um damage in the home <clears throat> when when that happens may god help us to <clears throat> control our emotions that our emotions would be under god's control maybe is a better way to put it <clears throat> the second thing i have this morning <clears throat> god's will is that we provide for the financial needs of our families <clears throat> as well as we saw in, in our Bible reading this morning, those around us. <clears throat> Ephesians 4, verse 28, I have a number of verses here. Um, if you, You're welcome to turn to them if you care to. <clears throat> Ephesians 4, verse 28 says, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which are it's good. 
that he may have to give to him that needeth. <clears throat> Let him labor, working with his hands. <clears throat> First Thessalonians 4.11, And that ye study to be quiet and to do your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. <clears throat> the Bible has a lot to say about not being lazy and being good managers, and the reason is so that we may have to give to him um, so that we may have to give to um, those that need or <clears throat> to the needs around us. Like it says in Timothy, we are especially to take care of the needs of our own household. <clears throat> Maybe there's someone here this morning that is thinking, I hope Dad is listening because we could um, definitely use a a nice fishing boat or a new truck or <clears throat> something like that. <clears throat> well, this morning the Bible is telling us that if if we, if you have food and raiment, <clears throat> a roof over your head, it says be content. There are people in our world that don't even have those things, and sometimes we don't like to think about that, but it is the truth. <clears throat> Jesus made it very clear that if we want to be with him in heaven someday, we need to be willing to give to those with real needs. <clears throat> you can turn to Matthew chapter 25. Then shall he say also unto them on his left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was in hunger, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also, they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw thee? We thee and hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee. Then shall we answer them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. Very clear teaching there that <clears throat> I believe is simply telling us that when we see needs and we have the ability to help, <clears throat> We're doing it to God, and if we <clears throat> don't, we will not see God. <clears throat> May God give us wisdom as we um, see those needs. I believe providing for our children and our financially includes teaching the proper attitude towards money and material things. <clears throat> Jesus told the parable of the rich man that build bigger barns so that he could take his ease, eat, drink, and be merry. It's in Luke 20. <clears throat> but God said unto him, 
Or Luke 12, verse 20. God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. We provide by teaching as well as example that our material things really belong to God. The challenge that we face, I believe, is are we providing opportunities for our children to learn contentment with, um, with enough to eat, <clears throat> with some clothing to wear, and a place to live. I realize that in our culture we need a, a few more things to be able to provide for our own, <clears throat> like a car or a work truck or something to be able to get to work, for example. But I believe the principle is, are we content with um, basics or do we <clears throat> need class or, or do we need, are we trying to make impressions with our <clears throat> purchases and is contentment always in the next thing? You know, like we say, tomorrow never comes. Just in so contentment never comes to people that are seeking um, fulfillment in in things <clears throat> it's always the next thing it's always out ahead <clears throat> the third thing I have this morning that God is asking us to provide especially as men is um, sound scriptural teaching <clears throat> and I believe in our homes that is done in many different ways <clears throat> Deuteronomy 6, verse 7 says, And thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. <clears throat> this is talking about the law, but <clears throat> I think we can apply it to our teaching today. I believe it includes our family worship, but I believe that is just one part. What about when a discussion comes up at the table? Are we willing to teach then? <clears throat> Just be as simple as saying how we believe or how we feel about something. Of course, we need to, we need to be there to be able to do that. In the culture we live today, there's a real lack of <clears throat> of um, family time and especially sitting around the table. I trust that we, we as God's people can find times to, um, <clears throat> to do that. It's something that's kind of rare in our culture today. <clears throat> I believe we need to, like the Bible teaches, we need to discipline our children for wrongdoing, but I believe along with it we need to teach uh, what they should have done instead. <clears throat> I believe we need to erect monuments of God's faithfulness in our own experience and in our past. <clears throat> I think of that, <clears throat> I don't think we'll turn to it this morning, but um, the children of Israel, when they crossed the <clears throat> Jordan River, God asked them to bring some stones out of the midst of the river and build a monument <clears throat> so that in the years to come when their 
children would ask them, what are these stones all about? They could, um, it would be an opportunity to tell them how God had worked miraculously for them in the past. <clears throat> or do our children, have our children heard stories about how God has worked in our life in the past? They, in our church there we have um, <clears throat> an instruction class we usually give our the applicants for membership uh, um, assignment for the next time and this is a while back I don't remember what the lesson was I think it was about how God's spirit works or something but I asked the class to ask their parents if there's some time in their past where they could um, where they felt God speaking clearly or even miraculously and leading them and I think all the all of them came back with some story. Their parents were living, giving them a monument of um, how God has worked for them. Do our children know <clears throat> how we found the Lord and um, <clears throat> how God has worked and led us through our through our growing up years in our <clears throat> in our life? I believe in our homes and in our churches, we need to ask God to help us to cry out warnings. God is calling us to be watchmen. You can turn to Ezekiel 3. I think this is a well-known scripture, but I'd just like to read it again this morning. Ezekiel 3. Start reading at verse 17. Son of man, I have made thee watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the words at my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life. <clears throat> the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his sin, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn from, turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. <clears throat> Again, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die, because thou hast not given him warning. He shall die in his sins, and his righteousness, which he hath done, shall not be remembered. But his blood shall be will I require at thy hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that, he, that the righteous sin not, and he doth not sin, he shall surely live, because he is worn. Also thou hast delivered thy soul. <clears throat> I think we need to be alert <clears throat> to the teachings that are coming into our homes and our churches. I think the need for that is, <clears throat> is greater than ever was before. You know, many of the things that... Um, that are coming around that we're hearing today are some of the same things that have <clears throat> been around for years, but I believe the difference today is um, 
the availability and, and ease of spreading these things um, with, such as with our electronic media and so forth, I really believe some of the most dangerous teaching is from people that we basically agree with in, in most things, <clears throat> but um, along with the truth, they, there's an element of untruth. <clears throat> I believe an example of that, maybe that we're maybe possibly facing today is the idea that um, has been around and has, <clears throat> I believe, is coming into some of our churches again today, the teaching that the church has no authority to make applications to um, principles that are not spelled out directly in, in God's word. <clears throat> I believe many of us have heard the same um, teaching in our youth uh, and have seen what it has done to um, families and uh, churches. But our youth have may not have had the opportunity to see that. <clears throat> are we um, are we telling them? Are we shouting the warnings? First Thessalonians five verse twenty one is a short verse, but it gives us a tremendous job to do. <clears throat> Prove all things. Hold fast to that which is good. <clears throat> For some people, the easiest maybe is to just reject all new things. And then on the other hand, there's those that um, are, seem to be waiting and willing to grab up every new thing that comes along, <clears throat> new idea. I don't think any of the, either of those attitudes are what God is telling us here. <clears throat> it says we need to prove all things with the word of God and, and reject the bad and hold fast to the good. <clears throat> and I don't believe this morning it's ne necessarily just talking about new ideas that we hear, or I say new in quotes, there's really nothing new under the sun, but uh, I think it's also talking about things that, the practices and things that we've always, or grew up with, or have are doing, have always done, whatever. <clears throat> I think it's good for us to um, to look at those things and prove them, and hold them up to the word of God is it is it doing what is it accomplishing what God's will is for us and if it is hold fast to it if it isn't find um, find out God's will for us today <clears throat> it's a challenge that we face in our homes and our churches I believe <clears throat> I believe we also need to be providing opportunities for our youth to to be stretched and tested <clears throat> so that they can realize the power of God working in their own life. <clears throat> I believe it is possible to shelter our children, or especially our youth, too much to the point where they don't feel the need to cry out to God <clears throat> personally for strength for their own experience, their own life. I believe there's things like school teaching, jail and prison work, and other local and foreign missions that can be good opportunities for them to um, be able to strengthen their trust in God. But I believe along with it, we need to 
provide uh, homes that are uh, a place of security for our families. <clears throat> when I think of our homes, my mind goes to our greenhouses that we have back home in Wisconsin. <clears throat> uh, I guess it's this week our first plants are supposed to be coming, Lord willing. I know that sounds kind of scary being down here and our plants are on the way, but I, we trust we'll be back <clears throat> by then. But our plants, when our plants come, they're small, very, very small, <clears throat> um, barely rooted, and um, they need lots of warmth and, and tender care. We keep the <clears throat> greenhouses very warm. Uh, we try to provide um, a very good environment for those plants. We don't let them get cold. We <clears throat> but as, as those plants grow um, and get rooted and more established, um, there are times later in the year where we will stick them outside for a while to, I guess we call it hardening them off or um, getting them used to the outside environment, getting them ready to be placed into somebody's garden or, <clears throat> or a flower bed or whatever. <clears throat> but we, um, we monitor, the, we watch the weather pretty closely because we, uh, we're from Wisconsin and even in um, April and May our nights can get cold. And so <clears throat> if the prediction is for it to be too cold, we'll bring them back inside. No. <clears throat> Our homes need to be a, a place of love and security, <clears throat> especially for our, our young children. But as our children grow older and learn to trust in God in a personal way, <clears throat> we allow them to face some of the realities of the dark, sinful world in which we live. <clears throat> but at the same time, we need to stay involved in their life and um, providing counsel and encouragement and a safe place to come back to. <clears throat> Provide a safe place for our children to come with their questions and their problems. If our children know that we care about them, I believe they will, <clears throat> but it is up to us to take the time to show that we care. You've probably heard the saying that Love is spelled T-I-M-E, <clears throat> and I believe that is, is very true. We need to um, take time for those that we're called to provide for. <clears throat> I believe we need to provide opportunities for our children to learn work ethics and to serve others. <clears throat> I believe this is more than just a good tradition that the plain people have. <clears throat> I realize not everyone is able to have a, a family farm or a family business or maybe even not able to <clears throat> have a large garden or, and so forth, but I believe we still need to be intentional about providing opportunities for our children to work alongside <clears throat> 
us or someone that can teach them good work ethics. In my growing up years, my dad always had a job where none of us children could go along with him. <clears throat> but my brothers and I, I believe, all had opportunity to help out on farms in the community there, and I believe it was a, <clears throat> a real blessing to a good good experience for me even though sometimes I felt like I didn't get paid much <clears throat> but it was all right I, it was good for me and I think we need to try to provide that for our children whenever possible <clears throat> I believe the most important thing that we need to provide is an example of what it means to be a man of God <clears throat> God told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4, verse 12, he told Timothy and all the rest of us, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer in word, or the way we speak, <clears throat> in conversation, <clears throat> I think of our, our actions, our relationships with each other, in charity, do we have that kind of love that the Bible teaches for each other? <clears throat> you probably heard the saying that the best thing we man can do for our, our children <clears throat> is to love their mother. I believe that's true. It says, be thou an example in spirit. <clears throat> Are we enthused about our relationship with God, our, our church, our... <clears throat> are reaching out to the world around us, our faith. Do our children know that we are men of faith, men and women of faith, <clears throat> and in purity? That's a, that's a big one for us men. <clears throat> do our children, what do our children see in us as an example? Do they see us look the other way when we need to, or do they see us look the second or third time? <clears throat> Are we providing an example? <clears throat> God also said of Abraham in Genesis 18, verse 9, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, that they shall keep the way of the Lord. I guess it's stood out to me that after him, you know, he was, I believe it was um, the true definition of God's will for fathers, not just leading out and commanding, but setting that example to follow <clears throat> and taking our families along to keep the way of the Lord, to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he hath spoken of him. <clears throat> In closing, I would like to turn to Ezekiel 22. You can turn with me if you care to. Ezekiel 22 is, is a sad commentary of 
God searching for men that are <clears throat> strong enough and in tune with God enough to be, to be able to provide godly leadership for their own. And it says they, he didn't find even one. And maybe this sounds like a negative, <clears throat> but um, it's a challenge to me as I think about <clears throat> that God is doing the same today. I'd like to start reading at verse 23 in Ezekiel chapter 22. <clears throat> and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto her, Thou art the land that is not cleansed, nor reigned upon in the day of indignation. There is a conspiracy of her prophets in the midst thereof, like a roaring lion ravening the prey. They have devoured souls. They have taken the treasure and precious things. They have made her many widows in the midst thereof. Her priests have voided my law and have profaned my holy thing. They have put no difference between the holy and profane. Neither have they showed difference between the unclean and the clean and have hid their eyes from my Sabbaths and I am profaned among them. <clears throat> her princes in the midst are like wolves ravening, ravening the prey to shed blood and to destroy souls and to get dishonest gain. And her prophets have daubed them with untempered mortar, seeing vanity and divining lies unto them, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, when the Lord hath not spoken. The people of the land have used oppression and exercise robbery and have vexed the poor and needy. Yea, they have oppressed the stranger wrongfully. And I sought for for a man among them that should make up the hedge and to stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, <clears throat> but I found none. Therefore have I poured out my indignation upon them. I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath. And their own ways have I recompensed upon their heads, saith the Lord. <clears throat> I believe God is still seeking men like Abraham <clears throat> that are able to set and maintain hedges and boundaries <clears throat> that separate and set a line between good and evil. <clears throat> God is looking for men that can by their example of holy living, <clears throat> bridge the gap between carnal man and a holy God. <clears throat> Men who are willing to work hard on the road to glory, making it easier for those behind. <clears throat> I trust this morning that God is able to find those men <clears throat> among us, and um, may we be humble enough to... Um, be used by God, that um, God can do that in our midst. I trust that um, <clears throat> he has been doing that for you and, and will continue by God's grace. Let's kneel for prayer. Dear Lord, this morning we're thankful <clears throat> that you are our God, that you are all-powerful, and that we can trust you with our <clears throat> lives that we can say not my will but thine be done and 
that we can go on and um, with your help and your strength in, in our lives and your spirit in our lives that we can provide for our own to the best of our ability. And <clears throat> just thank you for the church that we can be there to help each other when one is it was weak that the others can <clears throat> reach in and, and help in that situation and that we can, in this way, um, work together to provide for the, uh, our own and those around us. And just pray for this church here this morning that they would also be able to reach out into the community around them <clears throat> and be a, a light and a witness for you here and um, just bless each one, bless um, <clears throat> those that are called to lead and those that are called to be led, and, and each one as we fill our place in the work that you have called us to. <clears throat> Just thank you for what you have done and the way you've led in the past and continue in the future. Just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <clears throat>